0: Hello and welcome back to Yesterday Ended. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for joining me. In episode 10, I mentioned the song Eight Mile and that it inspired me to write a couple poems. And as you'll hear, it's in the style of rap, but with a message of hope. The world wants to trap us and imprison us. We're told this is the way it is. You were born into this lot and that's all you got. But as the light of God's word opens our eyes... To truly see, we realize we've been fed a pack of lies. Today the chains come off and we realize we don't need to sit enclosed within a prison or a jail cell. Time to walk out and be free. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Yikes! Truth be told, we are all guilty of something. But the question I have today is: will we stay in a prison of guilt? With repentance, we can walk out of that prison into the redemption and freedom of Christ. We should allow nothing to restrict the freedom Jesus gained for us. Because of Jesus, I'm not going to jail. I admit it, I did it, but I'm not going to jail. Cause God's mercy never fails. His son paid more than my bail. He did it by three nails. He took my charge. He took it all. He took the fall. He gave his all. So I could stand tall before a father that loves me. Gave me his word, then plugged me. Into himself he dove me. By his spirit a gift he hugged me. Not going to jail, cause he didn't fail. This soul of mine the prisons can't find. Set free by the Son of Man, he's made me who I am. Walking from my past, all my cares to him I cast, not going to jail. The judge closed the book, cause the son legally took away the cause to jail this crook, and now unto him I look, to stay away from the sin I was in, to walk the line that is so thin, but in grace I have found a friend, to keep me strong and look to him. Not going to jail, cause he didn't fail, this soul of mine the prisons can't bind, set free by the son of man, he's made me who I am. Walking from my past, all my cares to him I cast, not going to jail. And now out of court, I stand all right, clean heart, clean clothes, clean sight. From him comes all my power, my might, to stand against the devil want to fight. Jesus is my power, he is the light, and because of him, I'm not going to jail. My poem starts out with our confession of our past. I admit it, I did it. According to Romans 3.23, we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. The beginning of the book of Romans shows that Jew and Gentile alike are estranged from God. We all need a Savior, and that Savior is Jesus. The truth is, he did more than just pay my bail. Bail may give a person release from temporary incarceration, but Jesus did more than that. He took our place as a criminal and gave his life for us. By the blood of Jesus, we've been justified, which means it's just as if we hadn't sinned. This is a judicial action. We are brought into the court of God, and the devil, is prosecutor, tries to show our guilt. But Jesus, as our defense attorney and savior, shows that through identification, he has taken our place and paid the price for our sins. Also, we are acquitted of any wrongdoing and declared righteous. We have a right relationship with the Father because of Jesus. The question arises, do we live it? And that's a question for another time. But today, I want to focus on what Jesus did for us. He took it all. He took the fall. He gave his all. Because of that, I can stand tall before the Father that loves me. Here we see that our relationship is based on the saving grace and mercy of Jesus. Your relationship is not based on your works. That would be performance-based Christianity, of which I want nothing. My relationship with the Father is based on the sacrifice of Jesus. Because of Jesus, we receive the Holy Spirit and, as I say, be hugged by the Father. We have gone from being criminals being family members. It says in Romans chapter 5 that when we were enemies of God, Christ died for us. And now that you are reconciled and made a family member, do you think God is going to abandon you? Remember the story of the prodigal son? He demands his inheritance and then goes and wastes it on riotous living. And when he comes to his senses and desires to go back to the father, only as a servant, the Father totally accepts him back, loves him, and gives him more. That's available to us all because of the work of Jesus. I'm not going to jail in any fashion. There is nothing that can imprison me, that is, if I keep my mind on the truth. This soul of mine, the prison's camp bind. states the truth of the freedom I have in Christ. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. We can live our lives from the reality of being children of God instead of criminals or sinners. I was a sinner saved by grace. Now I'm a beloved child of God in whom he is well pleased because of Jesus. Do not see yourself as a sinner. I'm not negating the need to repent of our wrongdoings, but we do not need to wallow In our weakness. The last words of Jesus on the cross were, It is finished. He paid the price for our salvation and redemption. We have been bought back. That's literally what redemption means. Many years ago, I lived in Louisiana and they had an incentive program called SNH Green Stamps. When you go to certain stores, they would give you a number of little stamps based on the amount of your purchase. Then you would collect the stamps into books and then go to the SNH Green Stamps Redemption Center. You walk in and there's all sorts of different things on the shelves that you can trade or redeem your stamps for. The more books of stamps you had, the higher value of product you could walk away with. You could get household appliances and all sorts of stuff. When Adam fell and transferred authority over to the devil... All humanity was put under the care of the devil. We were all put on the shelves of his redemption center. Humanity was imprisoned by sin. But on the day of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, he walked into the devil's redemption center, placed his blood on the counter and said, I am redeeming humanity. Don't let anything convince you that you're still imprisoned. Don't let anything convince you that you're not worthy of salvation or righteousness or redemption. Don't let anything convince you that it's about your works. Don't be blinded from the work of Jesus. The judge closed the book because the son legally took away the cause to jail this crook. According to 2 Corinthians 5.21, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. According to this verse, Jesus was made sin for us, a sin sacrifice to be exact. Under the Mosaic law, there were two required offerings, the trespass offering and the sin offering. Each offender was obliged to render a certain sacrifice to be cleansed and forgiven. Those sacrifices or offerings brought the offerer, back into the right relationship with God. The unfortunate problem was it was temporary. Our relationship with God is based on the sacrifice of Jesus. And even if we sin again, through repentance, we can reestablish a close relationship with the Father. There's no need to be imprisoned by shame or guilt or condemnation. We have been reconciled to God. The relationship has been established to now what are you going to do with it? Any child born into a family has a relationship with their father. But as the prodigal son, we can always run away. But it doesn't stop us from being his children. The whole plan of salvation was thought of before anything existed so that we could be a part of God's family. Listen to what it says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. God thought of you long before you ever thought of him or considered becoming his child through confessing Jesus as Lord in your life and inviting him into your heart. Furthermore, he chose you. Scripture talks about us being elected by God. One word used is adoption, which is a choice, not an accident. In Psalm chapter 8, verse 4, it says, What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? It's always nice to get a card from a friend. It shows that they're thinking of us. It's nice to get a quick text or an email from someone that says, they're thinking about us. Here this verse asks the question, What is man that you think about him? God's thinking of you, and it has been since before the foundation of the world. How much time do you spend thinking about him? How much time do you spend pursuing a relationship with him? God has forever been wooing us into a relationship with him. Even after Adam absolutely transgressed God's commandment, His response was to visit Adam and Eve in the garden and ask the question, where are you, Adam? His first response was not, I hate you. I told you not to eat that fruit. There was no scolding. There was no anger. But in great contrast, there was a request of, where are you? Because he wanted a fellowship with him. Even after Cain murdered his brother, Abel, God came to him and spoke to him and endeavored to reconcile him. But Cain turned his back on God. God the Father sent Jesus to be our point of access back into his presence. And in Hebrews chapter 4, it says, We can come boldly to the throne of grace. Notice, it's a throne of grace, not judgment at this point. And we can come boldly that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. To further show us that God loves us and is thinking about us, in Jeremiah 29.11 it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. This is an off-quoted verse, and for good reason. It shows that God is not waiting around to hit you with a ball bat when you sin. He is the forgiving father to the prodigal son. He has thoughts of peace toward us, and not evil, and to give us an expected end, or as most translations say, a future and a hope. There's no stone wall between you and God. Jesus has taken us by the hand and walked us into the throne room to introduce us to his Father. Now it's up to us to continue to cultivate our relation with Jesus because he leads us to the Father. He shows us how to walk in a relationship with him. Because of Jesus, we have been acquitted and released from any further judgment. From Jesus comes our power to stand against the devil wanting to fight. Because of Jesus, you're victorious, and you need not be imprisoned in any manner. Make the declaration, I'm not going to jail. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. What do you know? Do you really understand the depth of the work of Jesus? The devil wants to blind our eyes from the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus. That glorious gospel is the gospel of redemption and deliverance. Jesus said he came to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, to recover the sight of the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised. That's a glorious gospel. That's a gospel of healing and deliverance and freedom. Do not let yourself be led into a jail cell. You are now free to become who you are now, free.